Lions for the Welcome into the Bears Illustrated podcast, presented to you by BearsIllustrated.com, your home for Baylor athletics and recruiting on 24-7 sports. I'm Pranay Malampati, alongside Andrew Miner, and we've got an exciting show today. It's the preview of the college football season. We're going to be picking all the conference champs, we're going to be picking the playoff teams, the Heisman, and ultimately... We're going to tell you who we think is going to win the college football national championship. College football starts this Saturday. It's, it's here. Two days away. Let's go. And... Your your Northwestern, what's their mascot again? Your Northwestern Wildcats are playing on Saturday. So how are you feeling about their game in Ireland? Not not, not great, Pernay. Uh, I think some some cats fans are probably more optimistic than myself. But I I was at dinner last Friday with my family had flown into town. My dad went to Northwestern, so we kind of grew up watching Northwestern games. And uh, told one of my brothers is like, hey. Did you know that Northwestern plays in Ireland this weekend? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they play, like, Notre Dame or something, right? Like, the Irish. And I was like, actually, no, they play Nebraska. And his face just, like, dropped. He was like, Ireland, I have to apologize to the people of Ireland. And I was like, I, I feel you. That's going to be a miserable uh, experience, I think, of college football. We'll see. We'll see. But I do think Nebraska is going to um, – beat up on on Northwestern but we'll see anything could happen starting fresh so and don't worry Andrew still is a Baylor fan first and foremost but given the fact that your secondary team Northwestern is playing on Saturday let's start with the Big Ten Andrew who do you think is going to win the Big Ten this year sure thing I think I think Ohio State bounces back uh, wins the East I think they're one of the favorites to make the college football playoff. And then uh, the West is sort of the, uh, you know, the consistent enigma of college football. But I think as a microcosm, the Big Ten West is what every college football fan would say they love about college football in general. Just the parody, the upsets, just never knowing who's going to, you know, be good uh, from week to week. None of them are championship, you know, national championship caliber. Um, but there's, there's a lot of fun within that division. Uh, I, I like Nebraska coming out of that division, actually. That's one of the storylines, and we'll get to that, but that's one of the storylines that I've kind of circled for myself. Um, but I like Ohio State and Nebraska, and I like Ohio State to win the Big Ten Championship game. How about yourself? Okay. I also think that Ohio State's going to bounce back and win the Big Ten. Um, Michigan doesn't have everything they had last year. And it's really more that, that Ohio State brought on Jim Knowles at defensive coordinator. And so now they have the offensive firepower with C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Travion Henderson. But then now they have one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football, Jim Knowles, who came over from Oklahoma State. And I think they're, they're truly going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I think they can We'll talk about the national championship picture later later in, in the episode, but I think that Ohio State is going to be one of the best teams in college football this year. In the West, 
I really don't know who to pick. It could be Wisconsin. They're always, I feel like, a contender on that side. Yeah. Um, could be Iowa again. But there's this trend that's been happening with your Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> Two years ago, they won the Big Ten West. Four years ago, they won the Big Ten West. It's like a, it's an on-year, off-year thing. So I'm going to say that trend continues since I have nothing else to make this decision off. And I'm going to say that Northwestern makes it into the Big Ten championship game and gets smoked by Ohio State. All right. I, I appreciate that. That uh, that would be wild indeed. Uh, another team to look out for, Minnesota. A lot of people like Minnesota. So, uh, But I have Adrian Martinez and, and Nebraska to get there. So, uh, hey, Adrian Martinez is no longer on Nebraska. Really? He's on uh, Kansas State now. I'm sorry, I had that reversed. We'll get to that in my Big 12 predictions. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Thank you for, for so, correcting me on that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go to the Pac-12, um, which soon will be losing two of its teams to the Big 10. But for now, USC and UCLA are going to be staying in the Pac-12. Um, and I'll give you my pick. I think that Utah as many people are predicting, is going to come out of the Pac-12 and win the Pac-12 championship. I think that Cam Rising is a really good quarterback. We saw him explode in the Rose Bowl last year against Ohio State, and I think this extra offseason under his belt, he's actually going to be the starting quarterback this year, unlike last year when he had to fill in for Charlie Brewer after a few games. I think that Cam Rising, their defense, their coaching, I think that Utah is going to to take the Pac-12. Yeah, I I think uh, I would agree with you. Utah, top ten team. They they did have that impressive Rose Bowl performance last year. Um, the only thing is late November they're at Oregon, um, but I think even if they lose that game, Pac-12 does it's going to do one versus two in their in their title game. Right? It doesn't look like they have divisions any longer. Um, Oh, is that already happening? Not, I'm not sure. That's just some. Just have my little cheat app, uh, cheat sheet app up here. It looks like it's just one division. But uh, with that said, I, I think I like Utah to um, to win that conference and to uh, potentially be a dark horse candidate to get in the college football playoff. Yeah, same. And you're right. The Pac-12 did scratch division starting this year, so it'll be one versus two. Let's go to the ACC, where it seems like there are going to be a few contenders. Clemson is always the favorite in that conference these days, but then you've also got NC State, who should be good. Maybe Wake Forest is good again. Who do you have taking the ACC crown this year? That is tough. Clemson had a really good 10-3 and season, which was, of course, a down year for them last year. Um, so it's just a matter of uh, can they get back to it? Um, I like I like Wake Forest. My brother went to Wake Forest, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put um, Wake Forest in the championship game. And uh, the Coastal Division is always a a crazy one to pick, um, but I'm gonna go Miami. I've always liked Miami, um, so I'll go I'll go Wake Forest against Clemson. Um, I'm going to say that Sam Hartman's backup quarterback, who's a redshirt freshman uh, from Broad Run, uh, 
high school over in Virginia, he's going to get the job, um, the job done and, uh, and lead Wake Forest to an ACC title. So I got uh, Wake Forest pulling off a, uh, a magical season here. Interesting. I also have Miami coming out of that coastal division. I think that Mario Cristobal is going to help Miami have a quick turnaround because they haven't been the Miami that we're all used to seeing. Um, I think they'll be a competitive team again this year, and I think they'll make it into that ACC championship game. But I believe that Clemson will take back its crown, just like Ohio State. And I think that Clemson is going to come out of the Atlantic Division. I think they're going to knock off Miami and win the ACC championship again. Absolutely. Um, Mitch Griffiths, for everybody listening out there, is the redshirt freshman that's expected to start for Wake Forest. So uh, something to keep your eye on if you're uh, tuning into ACC uh, country this season. Okay, let's go to the SEC. And there's always a couple teams that are vying for the crown there, but Alabama is usually the favorite. Who do you have? Who do you have winning the SEC? Yeah, I think it's it's Alabama and Georgia. It's a uh, pretty cut and dry, in my opinion. It'll be interesting to see if Texas A and M can uh, can make some noise, being ranked six. But I think I was gonna say no love for. I know, I know, no love lost, right? Um, that, that's that's just the the Baylor rivalry. Um, can't give them any love, but I, I do think it's just Alabama and Georgia, um, and it's interesting because Alabama will play Texas and Texas A and M um, this season. But uh, yeah, I think I think Alabama is going to be a year better, especially with Bryce Young um, back, and I think Georgia has a pretty soft schedule. Um, give a quick shout out to Vanderbilt. They play this weekend. They play. Hawaii in the in the late game probably the only time they'll get a shout out this uh, this season so I just wanted to plug that plug the uh, the Commodores real quick probably unless unless we're talking about some over unders <laughs> in Alabama <laughs> Vanderbilt game or something um, although I don't know if those teams play this week um, what about you do you see the Aggies giving uh, Bama fits I do not I think that Alabama is gonna win. The SEC, I think they have a great shot to go undefeated. They're they're better than they were last year. Nick Saban saw what happened to that team. He, We saw him call out some of his young receivers who weren't able to step into the opportunity they were given when some of the older guys went down. And he's not playing around. This is Nick Saban. He just recently got a huge contract extension. And given his age, I don't know, I don't know how much longer he really is going to be coaching, but he is once again – the highest paid coach in college football. Uh, yeah, I have, I have Alabama winning this. Yep, he in is. the SEC. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I said that. I do have Alabama winning the SEC, but I think both Alabama and Georgia could potentially make the playoff. Um, again, Nick Saban, seventy, extended through twenty thirty, and he just had a quote today. He feels like a young man. Was the uh, the quote so? Wow. Seems like he's uh, planning to stick around for a while. I guess so. Um, I am interested to see how LSU does this year under Brian Kelly. I want to see if they can maybe put some work in, 
maybe maybe finish second in that SEC West division over a And M because I don't I don't know if Brian Kelly has ever had the type of talent that he's going to be coaching right now at LSU. Like obviously Notre Dame gets talent, but yeah. LSU does get more highly rated recruits. And it'll probably take at least a year or two to mesh and for Brian Kelly to make LSU a real contender. But I'm I'm intrigued to see how he does with that team this year. Got it. Yeah. Um, and they ho- they host Alabama uh, early November. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, interesting to see how Texas A&M does. I think they really wasted their opportunity um, to win the SEC last year. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Great classics instant classics against both alabama teams auburn and alabama and then lost to the mississippi schools and kind of fell apart um in what should have been really i think a special season but neither here nor there uh, i think we're going to get some more chalk with alabama georgia um where does that leave us the big 12 the big 12 let's go there save the best for last absolutely um uh, well, I think both of us have expressed our viewpoints on Baylor this season uh, as definitely a, a, a favorite to repeat as Big 12 champs and a dark horse to get into the college football playoff. Uh, for now, I'll turn it over to you. Big 12, Big 12 champion, who, who do you got? Baylor Bears. Over? Over. Over who, though? In the Big 12 Championship game, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, those are Over. my words. Let's end the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to say Baylor over Oklahoma. Got it. Yeah, I think that's 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 fine. Uh, I do have Baylor over uh, as well, but over Kansas State. So that's where I got mixed up earlier. Yeah, uh, interesting. Adrian Martinez, I think Kansas State is going to be pretty good, or maybe I'm just buying into the hype, but uh, – Definitely that game in Waco in late November. I'm circling on the calendar. I'm a Baylor fan, and then I'm thinking it's going to be a rematch um, in the Big 12 championship game in, in Arlington. Uh, Nebraska's quarterback is, is Casey Thompson, actually, transfer from, from Texas. So Yeah, from Texas. It was bugging me that I misspoke earlier. Uh, so there you go. No worries. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the Baylor Bears, and it's just a matter of Will they go undefeated, or will they uh, maybe have a couple losses or, or one loss that kind of keeps them out of the play, uh, the college football playoffs? So I think everybody, uh, at least that, the majority of people that listen to this, hoping for a playoff berth. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the playoffs and who we think is going to make it. But first, let's let's talk about the Heisman. Last year, it was Bryce Young taking home the Heisman Trophy. And he's back. He, I think he is the favorite again right now, but it's incredibly difficult to be a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner. So it's, I, I think it's unlikely that he wins the Heisman again, but who do you think is going to take home that, that Heisman this year? Yeah, Bryce Young is obviously um, competing for it to go back-to-back. There's a lot of hype around Caleb Williams um, at, at USC. I just don't think that's going to pan out 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 west we'll we'll see um uh i think i'm gonna go cj stroud i i I think ohio state you know really rebound uh 
yeah, rebounds this year um, after not making the Big Ten title game with a loss to Michigan. And um, I think, you know, the the talent that they have is really impressive. So I think C.J. Stroud is the quarterback that wins this year. But uh, real quick, only Heisman winner to ever repeat, you know, that trivia answer. Uh, Archie Griffin. Oh, Archie Griffin. From Ohio State in the 70s, I believe. So I, I think another Is another he... Buckeye wins uh, this year that prevents um, uh, prevents Bryce Young from going back to back. But what what are you what are you thinking as your as your Heisman uh, favorite? My eyes are on Ohio State as well. I, I could see C.J. Stroud winning it. Uh, my my mind's also on Jackson Smith and Jigba, even Travion Henderson. And I also – I think that Will Anderson, the linebacker at Alabama, I think he's the best player in college football. Mm. But it's just so hard for a defensive player to win it these days. And – because of that, I'm going to pick Jackson Smith and Jigba to win the win the Heisman. Receiver. It. From Ohio yeah, State. Receiver. Yep. It. If it comes down to that, it could be either Stroud or Smith and Jigba. It just depends who that who people decide to give more credit to. But for I'm assuming the same reasons as you, I think that Ohio State is going to have a lethal passing attack, and we saw Smith and Jigba go absolutely bonkers in the Rose Bowl last year when Chris Olave didn't play. And, yeah, I think that he has an outstanding season and record-breaking numbers takes home the Heisman. Yep, yep. Uh, I, think, I think that's a good pick. And, of course, we saw a defensive player go number two in the Heisman voting um, last year uh, uh, in Hutchinson from Michigan, finished, finished right mm-hmm. behind Bryce Young. And then uh, not, not too long ago, Manti Teo finished, finished runner-up in the, in the Heisman Trophy Voting again to um, I forget who won twenty twelve. Uh, was it Tebow? Oh, twenty twelve was uh, RG three, right? No, no, that was twenty uh, twenty eleven. Manziel. Oh. Manziel. Oh. So he was the year after uh, after RG three. Yep, yep, yep. Um, um, so we'll see. That was an interesting documentary. If yeah, um, if you haven't watched that yet, have you watched that Manti Teo documentary yet? I haven't right, watched you gotta it. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's on my list. I've heard it's, it's good. good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Makes you does it make you remorseful or anything? Well not maybe not remorseful, but just like sympathetic towards what he went through. Oh yes. I I think I've always been sympathetic towards what Teo went went through. Uh it almost makes you a little bit sympathetic to the catfisher, um, a little bit. Really? Yeah, it's 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 interesting, um, to kind of hear all the details, but just just wild. Just wild and some really inaccurate reporting. <laughs> the whole, the whole really? time, yeah. Just no ESPN, New York Times. Nobody like fact checked any of the stuff. So I can't believe that. Like when when it's stuff that's this serious, you're like playing with a man's life. I'm just not gonna fact check yeah. it. I'll bet the stories. You'll you'll have to check it out. It, it's wild, but oh uh, yeah. Don't want to derail the conversation too much. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's go to an underrated storyline for this year. Okay. Um 
So you want me to start with that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so every um, every year there's a lot of talk about the preseason rankings and who's in the top 10, who's outside, and, you know, who's outside the top 10 and, you know, trying to piece the puzzle together for the playoff. Uh, what I found interesting was that uh, not nine – there have been nine teams in the last few seasons that have fallen outside, that have been ranked in the top 10, that have finished the season unranked. Um, and so that's like 25% of the top 10 teams in the last uh, six, seven years have actually finished uh, the season, or the, the last four years have actually finished the season outside, you know, unranked, uh, which I thought was interesting. So, was, and then there's always been a team or two that finishes the season ranked in the top 10 after receiving like no votes or maybe just a few votes um, in the preseason ranking. So I was trying to decide which, which one of those, um, you know, which teams might face that same fate. So I was, I was looking at it. I think Notre Dame is ranked fifth right now and Michigan number eight. Are the two teams most likely to fall um, fall below and be unranked by the end of the season out of the top ten? And um, based on my predictions, I have I have Nebraska, who has one preseason vote for the top twenty five, to finish inside the top ten, um, and they would join fellow Big Ten teams that have done it the, the last couple of years. Minnesota's done it. Uh, Northwestern's done it in 2020, Minnesota's 2019, and um, last year, I believe Michigan um, did it. They were not, they weren't, they weren't ranked. So um, I think I like, I like Nebraska following that trend. Best, best 3-9 team in history last year. Um, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all in on the Horn Huskers, but that, that could just be a, uh, a mirage. So that, those are the storylines I have. I'm kind of curious to see who who was overranked and who was uh, underranked. That is an interesting storyline, and you have Nebraska winning the Big Ten West. So if that happens, it wouldn't surprise me to see them ranked in the top ten. Yeah, definitely ranked for sure. I think Baylor did the same thing last year, right? They were they joined Michigan in doing that. I think Baylor got zero votes before the season and finished. Top yeah, 10. I think I think. Uh, were they were were they not ranked at all? Yeah, I, um, yeah, definitely definitely not ranked. Yeah. I don't I don't even think they got any votes. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I think I think you're right. So, um, I think you're right. Go I'll ahead. try to find it. But what's your what's your storyline to watch? What are you looking for? My underrated storyline is a Big Twelve storyline, and it has to do with Matt Campbell. And the expectations for his Iowa State Cyclones. He has done a great job as Iowa State head coach. In his six seasons, they've gone to five bowl games and won two of them, including a New Year's Six Fiesta Bowl victory after the 2020 season. Yeah. And considering Iowa State only had three bowl victories all time before that, he's done impressive things at Iowa State. But last year, he was supposed to take that team to another yep. level. 
they had a bunch of seniors and super seniors returning, including Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Charlie Kolar. They had a studded team and fell way short of expectations. A lot of that was because of losing close games, but great teams win close games, and Iowa State wasn't able to do that last year. And now everyone's expecting them to take a step back this season because they lost all their stars. But I think that we still have to keep an eye on Matt Campbell and what he's doing because Iowa State still has some talent. Hunter Decker's at quarterback. I believe he's a redshirt sophomore. He was a four-star recruit. And watching him throw the ball either in the little bit of game action that he got last year or just in practice from videos on Twitter or whatever, he seems like a really good quarterback. He seems like he could be possibly better than Brock Purdy. But I think that Iowa State has some talent, and it's up to Matt Campbell to take that team to the next level and prove that he can be that coach who isn't just going to have some good seasons, be that consistent coach who takes the team to bowl games, maybe has a few years when they compete for a conference championship. I think he's got to prove that he's the guy that can help them get over the hump. And that doesn't necessarily mean winning the Big 12 this year, but I think it means outperforming expectations and taking the talent that he has and overachieving. So I'm really interested in seeing what Matt Campbell does. Yeah, um, especially as he loses all that talent, can he you know, kind of keep the chemistry of that team together and, um, you know, have another successful year because they, they just seem to shrink a little bit um, in the big moments uh, recently. The, the Big 12 championship game two years ago and last year's uh, bowl game against Clemson um, and then just a, a few other, other occasions. They just haven't lived up to um, the expectations. So, uh, but I, I always like Iowa State. I like Matt Campbell. I think he's a good guy. Uh, so hopefully uh, they can have some success, except when they pay, play uh, Baylor. Except when they play yeah. Baylor. Um, it's interesting. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing Baylor listed here as ranked outside the AP poll, but finishing in the top ten uh, for last season. So and I'm reading it right off the the ESPN yeah. article, but. We'll, we'll do some research offline on, on there for, for the listeners out there, and uh, um, that is that is pretty interesting. So we'll have to fact-check that. That's a good call tonight. Yeah, I think I think they would fall under that category. I don't remember Baylor being ranked. I feel like we would know if they yeah, were ranked. Yeah, Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll fact-check that for sure. Um, okay. um, but let's get to the, the college. It's what everybody wants to know. They want to know what you and everybody else think know. about who's going to get in the college football playoff. <laughs> well, let's go one by one. Who is your first team? I think my first team is Alabama. My first team is also Alabama, and my second team is Ohio State. I would agree with you. Uh, second team is Ohio uh, State now, for me. And now three and four, I think, is where it gets tricky. Now it gets tricky. Okay. What? So for these last two spots, who are you considering? So let's see. We have, I think I think for the last the teams fighting. If our predictions pan out, the teams fighting for the last two spots would be a Utah champion from the Pac-12, 
a Baylor champion from the Big 12, a runner-up Georgia uh, from the SEC, and potentially an ACC champion of, of let's call it Clemson. I um, think that's more likely. And, um, and then I think I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of what Cincinnati – BYU and Houston do. Right now, they're preseason ranked uh, in a cluster at the end of the top 25, 23, 24, 25. Um, you've been very vocal about thinking BYU's a top 10 team. Uh, they have a very, and I think that's the team of the group that you keep an eye out for that has a very strong uh, schedule of who they play and, uh, you know, could, could make some noise if they beat, uh, for example, Baylor in uh, in week two, if they pull off some other, I think they play right at USC. Uh, they're they're at Oregon. They're at Notre Dame. They host Arkansas. Um, they don't play. They don't play USC. It's Stanford from the Pac-12 that they uh, that they play. But Oregon, Baylor, and Notre Dame and Arkansas, they have some opportunities. So I think it's I think it's those I think it's those four. I think Utah, Baylor, Georgia is a runner-up. Call it Clemson, and then BYU as a long shot if uh, if things go their way um, are the five competing for the final two spots. So I'll go I'll go to you first. Who who's three and four for you? Yeah, I have the same five teams competing for those final two spots. Maybe A and M if they lose to Alabama and then win uh, win out for the rest of their schedule, and I I could see that happening, but I I don't know. I just feel like and is not going to get it done. That's fair. Yeah. So my third team, I'm going to have Clemson in. I think they'll probably be the three seed. They could be a higher seed. Clemson is always going to be a top college football to start out the season. And I believe in Dabo Sweeney. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. They they went 10-3 and three last yep. year. Those two losses were – uh, one touchdown loss to Georgia in the first game of the season, and that one touchdown it was I think it was ten to three. That one touchdown came on a pick six, yep. so that easily could have gone the other way. Yep. And then NC State they lost to in More double overtime. overtime, so they were they were a double overtime loss and a not having a scheduled Georgia away from an undefeated season. And I think that they're going to be better this year. We're going to see what they do at quarterback. Um, DJ. Uyangolele, is that how you pronounce it? Uyangolele. Yeah. Uyangolele. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to see how he does, but they also have Kay Klubnik, who is a very highly rated recruit. And I think that Debus Sweeney will get that team fixed up and into the college football playoff once again. Okay. Um, three, I am actually going to go with it's a little, it's a little chalky. Um, one one team that we didn't mes- mention, Notre Dame, I think could also be competing for that spot. I think they're likely to fall out, but they do have Notre Dame and USC to bookend their schedule. Um, so they definitely they definitely have the opportunity to put up some oh definitely. some wins. I just think under a first year head coach, I think they're going to take a step back um, a little. And I think they lose to Ohio State, so they they have to be perfect. They would have to go perfect the rest of the way. Um, agreed. Agreed. So I think uh, I, I like I like Baylor at number three, and I like uh, I like Utah at number four. I love it. Yeah. 
I got Baylor at number four. So yeah. we both got Baylor in the college football playoff. I think Baylor has a tremendous season, a historic season, and gets into either the Peach or the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so in our scenarios, you would have uh, you have Baylor playing Alabama. I think I have Baylor playing Ohio State. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give away my prediction right now. I think Ohio State wins the national championship. I have them beating Alabama in the in the national title game. I have Alabama beating Baylor, and then Alabama. Winning the national championship over. Over, I'm gonna say Ohio State. Okay, but I think there's a chance for Baylor to get into the national championship if they're able to avoid Alabama. I feel like the best shot they would have is to go undefeated and have Clemson go undefeated, and for Clemson to, well, I guess for Clemson to get that one or two, and then for Baylor to play Clemson in the in the semifinal, yeah. and play a quarterback that's not as incredible as Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Okay. And I could also see Baylor, I don't know, it'd be very difficult to beat Ohio State, but I think that Baylor would have a better shot of beating Ohio State than beating Alabama. I don't see us beating Alabama at okay. all. Yeah. Um no, I think I think that's reasonable. I think that's I think that's fair. Um I hope that our some version of our predictions can come to fruition here. Um that Baylor BYU game is going to be critical. The more I think about it, the more I'm. I love rooting for BYU as an outside, um, non-power yeah. five team to get into the playoff. And obviously they're an independent, but gosh, that'd be great. And in my scenario, at least, at least there'd be two new faces in the uh, in the college football playoff. Which last year we had, uh, we had two new participants in the college football playoff, and we had a new national champion uh, in the playoff. So. For people complaining about, you know, it just always rotating between the same teams and stuff, it, it does to an extent. However, there is still a little uh, mixology, if you will, a little parody um, with different teams getting in. Uh, it just, the teams at the top are staying, staying at the top. But Georgia won for the first time last year. Yeah, it's not as static as... It might seem like exactly. it is, because this this playoff has only been going for seven, seven years, eight years, seven. Yeah, like in professional sports, there's dynasties that go on for. So I think we'd have to wait a bit to see if this is actually something where every the same teams get in every year. I'm not doubting that Alabama gets in every year, but the other teams, I think that if you get a good coaching staff in place, you're gonna have an opportunity. Maybe not someone like Oregon State, but a Baylor or a Miami. Like, you're going to have opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sick and Bears, first games of the season this Saturday, this weekend. Game Big Ten showed, West Showdown in Ireland. Crazy that it's in Ireland. Um, and, and then you have some, you know, Vanderbilt playing Hawaii. Uh, I think North Carolina's in action. And uh, Illinois is playing Wyoming. So yeah, some some fun stuff going on. If your college football is just a little little appetizer uh, before the Labor Day weekend kicks us all off, so uh, I'm excited. I know you're excited as well, but uh, had to get the predictions up Absolutely. before before we kick off on Saturday. 
had to. Thanks for listening and enjoy enjoy college football this weekend.